It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Live Axe Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into this week's show. It is fall and it is busy. We're going to talk a lot of fishing on the show this week. Uh, Nate Blazing going to drop by, talk about uh, how the walleye fishing is here in the immediate Brainerd Lakes area and uh, the upcoming Walleye Alliance Tournament. We'll also head out to uh, Mille Lac. Steve Pontiac having a lot of luck, it sounds like, with muskies and big pike out there. And uh, Ray Gildow drops by. He's got the latest from Winnie, Leach, and a bunch more. All that and a whole lot more right here on Brainerd Outdoors. And we kick the show off with our Lake and Field segment, brought to you by Orzen Mine in Crosby. Orzen Mine can set you up with a full line of live bait and tackle, new rig, fishing reports, and the perfect dock arrangement for your lakeside living. The gateway to the Cuyuna Lakes area, Orzen Mine on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we start things off with Nate Blazing, S&W Guide Service, and uh, Nate always gives us our local report uh, on the lakes here, and we catch Nate out on the water fishing. What a surprise. And so uh, I guess, Nate, the big thing right now, uh, we're into the fall pattern, and a lot of bait fish out there right now. Yeah, Brian, you're right. Uh, pretty much all of those are absolutely chock full of bait fish. Um Finally, the bait finally pushed out of the weed, so um, they're everywhere, and that's leading to, yeah, the fall bite's going. It's not prime yet, but I think part of that is there's just hordes of bait fish, whether it's uh, little perch. Uh, a lot of the walleyes we're catching are regurgitating perch in the live well, and then there's also schools of tiny little minnows. I'm not sure what they are, but the same thing. You, you look in your live well, and it's just chock full of those, so... They are good, healthy walleyes right now, and it's your battle in Mother Nature in terms of trying to get them to uh, target your bait that you're using. What do you like to do in the fall, Nate, uh, because it's different in the fall than it is in the spring? Yeah. Um, for the most part right now, we're looking for real steep break lines, uh, usually wind-driven, which that's been a challenge here the last couple of weeks because it seems like every day we've had a different wind direction, so... A starting point, uh, that makes it a little difficult. This next week looks really good. I think that's going to get the walleye bite kicked into high gear. Temp's dropping, and we're going to have a west-northwest wind for four, five, six days straight. So that's what it takes, and stuff will really get going. But uh, not only the steep breaks, again, if you find some green vegetation, there's still some fish there. Um, I think the fish are a little confused because we've had these ups and downs in the temperatures, and that was probably two and a half weeks ago. The walleye start transitioning into their fall patterns, which is usually a little deeper water. And then that warm-up came. They sucked back into the weeds. And right now we got fish um, all over the place. Gull yesterday, we caught some as shallow as 13 and as deep as 38. So, um, again, that makes it challenging. You really got to use your electronics to run structure a couple different times, different depths to find them because every school is a little different right now. Um, mainly live bait rigging. Uh, Lindy rigs with red tails or creek chubs. And then the one-two punch is not only that, the jigging wrap bite has been pretty good. Um, that seems to be when those fish are not real aggressive on your live bait because of all the, the bait fish down there. You throw a jigging wrap and pop that real aggressive, and you get the reaction bite sometimes. So those have been the two main keys that if you can't get them to go with live bait, then we'll throw a jigging wrap down. And we've actually had some fairly decent success and i i usually don't do that a whole lot but i've been doing it more and definitely catching some fish doing it 
Speaking of live bait, uh, Nate, how's Sherry doing there right now? Is she pretty stocked up? Well, right at the moment, she's got some bait, but <laughs> the, the thing is, there's been so many tournaments, and uh, the guys are coming through, and she's getting a couple of gallons at a time of red tails and creek chubs, and you have an hour or two window, and those things are out the door. Uh, I think she's got a limit of two dozen per person right now, uh, but she does have some. It's just uh, they're moving pretty fast, so... If you know she's got some, you better get in there quick. And like I said, as of this morning, she had some, and she was hoping to get some more. So sounds like the trappers, the water got a little cold, kind of pushed them out of the creeks. And now with the warming up, some came back in. So hopefully she'll keep getting, you know, a few gallons at a time, and it'll get us through uh, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we're, you mentioned tournaments. We'll get into that here in just a bit. Um, but a couple more questions on the water here for you. Pike fishing, uh, those that want to go after and maybe target some pike here in the fall. Uh, how's that been? Have you heard some good things there too? Yeah, the pike fishing's actually been pretty decent. Uh, they had the big Northern Zinc tournament last Saturday and Sunday, I believe, on Gulf. Uh, I was out fishing walleyes, but I saw a lot of them. We actually went into Ernie's for a lunch break and saw a bunch of fish come in. I think the biggest was uh, like a 15.9 pound, uh, 39 and a half incher, and there were several right around that 10, 9 to 12 pound range. So some really nice pike. Uh, seemed to be, for the most part, again, key was getting right on the outside edge of those weeds. And uh, a lot of guys were doing casting, uh, but then there was some also trolling with bigger crankbaits and ripping through the cabbage. Um, we've been getting some, again, Lindy rigging, again, out in that deeper water, too. So the pike are really throughout the water column, too. Um, and just like the walleyes, you find the bait fish, you're going to find the, the predators, the walleyes, and the pike all together. So uh, the pike fishing is still pretty decent. How are the weeds out there? Are they still pretty healthy, or are they starting to die off a little bit? They're still pretty healthy just because there's so many of them, but at the same time, they're definitely starting to uh, deteriorate a little bit. Quite a few clumps of weeds floating around. Um, I saw some on Pelican that they were a little nervous that some of the shorelines were full of a specific type of weed, but it's a seasonal thing where this time of the year it just it deteriorates and floats away anyways. So, um, But again, there is a difference. There's lots of coontail still, but if you find that real green cabbage, um, that's been key to holding fish. So um, that's I think year-round that never changes, so just look for the green cabbage. You'll get a little everything in there. And you and I were talking off air before uh, we had John, and pretty quiet on the crappie front right now. Yeah, it is. Um, some of the guys I know that usually fish crappies, uh, I think they've given it mild tries so far, and just I don't think they've had the good success yet. Uh, again, as we speak, I'm looking, and we're 63 degrees um, out on Pelican right now. So it seems to be that. 60 to 55 degree range really gets those crappies in the deep basin kind of stacked up and gets the bite going. So, uh, again, next week with that cold temps, I think she'd get that bite in full gear. So we're we're just a little off on all that, but it, it's coming. And, you know, since the last time we talked, I've been pretty pleasantly surprised with the, the bite that we've had going here. It's not fast and furious, but we're getting some really nice big fish and then also really nice eater fish and again the the size of these fish how healthy they are is just amazing so best time of the year right now no doubt about that this weekend i think you're basically going to be sitting on the couch with your feet up <laughs> i'd say the exact opposite of that brian <laughs> um so pre-fishing right now and then we're actually setting up for the Hawaii alliance tournament which is sunday on pelican uh we're doing the weigh-in 
uh, at the Pelican Conservation Club just north of Jones Bay access. So if folks want to come out and check that out, go for it. Um, I think that's 5 o'clock, I believe. I'm not positive, but if you're interested, look on our Facebook page. The information's there. Uh, then we have our Walleye Whacker League that we fish every two weeks. That final end-of-the-year tournament is tomorrow on Gull with the weigh-in at Ernie. So if folks want to come out and check out some fish, uh, I think there should be some really nice boats to be had. So. And you had a pretty nice turnout for boats for these tournaments, too. Yeah, we're uh, extremely happy with the Alliance one right now. I think we're right around 30, maybe a little north of that. And, again, not really knowing what the expectations are with all the COVID stuff going around. Uh, the past couple of years, we've been just more or less around that 20 range. And so I'm very happy with 30. And I think part of that, too, is we had several area businesses step up and, and sponsor. So that prize pot's really nice right now, especially for 30 boats. So I think first place is right around 2,500, I believe. Uh, we we kind of do a rating on how many people enter, but I think it's right around 2,500 bucks. So uh, that usually gets people's attention. So it should be good. Yeah, and other tournaments also coming up here in the uh, not-too-distant future. Yeah, on October 3rd is the Fishing for Hunger one. Uh, that's the big one on Gull. And uh, I think it's out of Bar Harbor. They were not sure the last I heard because of the COVID stuff if they were going to actually do a live in-person weigh-in and let the public come or if it was just going to be, you know, kind of you weigh your fish and you go on your way and they, they do it uh, online kind of a thing. So that's yet to be determined. But at this point, the Walleye Alliance one on Sunday, we are doing in person and we got a fairly big area where it can spread people out. So uh, that should work all right. Yeah, I would think so. So... Well, it sounds like you got everything in line, and and fishing's pretty good. I mean, you know, gull. It, 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 I've heard some really good things out there, and I actually had talked to somebody here not too long ago that said they were out there at night and just killed them. Yep, same story as the whole year, Brian. I'd say in terms of the night fishermen, around. And I attribute that a lot of that to the clear water and the zebra mussels. And again, the lake's just so much quieter. Uh, <laughs> the lake is absolutely bonkos. Um, I thought after Labor Day it might slow down and maybe did a tad, but uh, it was actually two days ago I was out fishing in, in the evening and we had a pontoon coming about 50 miles an hour and thought it was going to hit us. I was ready to jump. And so it's still really busy out there. And unfortunately, that's happening more and more lately. So again, like we mentioned before, just. Be very cautious. Keep your heads up. Look around. There's lots of boats out there. Share the water, and we're all good. And be kind at the landings. Absolutely. Um, the landings are a little quieter now, but at the same time, especially uh, if there's some wind coming in, people get in a rush, help each other out, uh, you know, and, and we're good. So uh, it's been pretty good lately, I should say. Not really any issues at the landing compared to midsummer. That's good. It's Nate Blazing, SNW Guide Service, and Nate joins us uh, each and every week with our local report. Nate, if people want more info on you, how can they get it? Sure. You can call the bait shop at 218-829-7010. Look me up on Facebook, Nate Blazing, P-L-A-S-I-N-G. We also have the Walleye Lines, Inc. on Facebook. Um, Otherwise, my phone number is 651-592-3857. Nate Blazing, S&W Guide Service. Nate, I appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. Have a lot of fun. I know you're going to be busy, but hopefully you'll be able to enjoy some of this. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Absolutely. I thank you for that, and I'll take all the like I can get. So uh, bring it on. Thanks, Nate. All right. Take care, Brian.
More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3 as we head out to Mille Lacs and get the report out there from a very fired-up Steve Saponiak. Uh, Steve, it sounds like muskies are really, really starting to go out there. You've had some pretty good luck this past week. Yeah, we've had. We've had some pretty good luck. We've seen some nice muskies here the last few days, but we've picked up some really, really impressive northern pike. The last couple of trips we've taken pike drying up to uh, 42 inches. That's nice-sized pike. A lot of pike over 15 pounds up to 20, 21, 22, and even the 23-pounder. So that's been really fun. I'm out with a gentleman that uh, started off as one of my clients many years ago, and we've become pretty good friends over the years. And about a half hour ago, we released my second largest muskie ever. It was well over 40 pounds, 53 inches. I'm Like I said, I'm with Brian Meyer. I, it was the longest fight I ever had, too, Brian. This fight was between, over 10 minutes. It just laid on the bottom. I wasn't going to shove it. I wasn't going to push it or horse it in. I know better, and everything worked out, thank God. So it's been exciting, and Brian just had his second follow here about two minutes ago when you called in. So if I holler out, you know, fish on, we'll try to give you a play-by-play description of what's going on. Just don't drop your phone in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, good. that's good to hear because that, that sounds like the way you described that fish, as, as, as fat as it was and as you know, long as it was, that that's a nice, healthy, malax muskie. Definitely. What's even more exciting was, you know, it was really, really light-colored. Fat all the way down, down near to the darn last six inches of the tail. It held its girth, but it was super light-colored. When I was explaining to Brian, this is a fish that's been out in the deep basin chasing all the tulipian whitefish. It's starting to move into the shallows now to get ready for the fall roundup and the fall feed bag. And that's why it's so light-colored. So when you get a chance to see the pictures, you'll see it's really light. But uh, now is the time. You, you've been talking about it for the last month, about uh, the feed bag, and they're just starting to put it on. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty exciting out here. I'm, uh, I'm still pumped up after that fish. There's no doubt. Are there two strains of muskies out there, Steve, species-wise? You know, there was the old shoe pack, which uh, was the... Uh, which was a strain from Wisconsin. They got the Shupak Lake in Minnesota. They don't get much over the mid-40s. We had mentioned to the Department of Natural Resources, this isn't the strain you're looking for. We were told, um, you know, we're, we're not sure what we're talking about. Then they went and got the Mississippi strain, which is a strain we've been talking about all along to them. So that worked out great. We do got some Shupaks left in here, not too many. You know, it's, the planting has been stocking has been a long time ago. Right now we've got that Mississippi or Leech Lake strain, Brian. We've got them in the spotted, the barred, the cleared, and believe it or not, there's still a few tiger muskies left. But, uh, yeah, we've got all four of the different types, and it's been fun. It's been a great time. So what are you throwing out there right now, Steve, and what did you catch this big one on? Well, we've been throwing, we started off with plastics and crankbaits to no avail. Now we went to spinnerbaits, single blades, better vibration has been doing real well for us. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I caught mine on the rad dog, and Brian is throwing the rad dog right now. Like I said, he had two follows within 15 minutes of each other. The last one was pretty nice. I just turned the boat around while you and I are talking, and we're trying to set up a little attack on the second one, which was nice. But uh, spinnerbaits, the trick is, like you and I have talked about, Brian, ever since you and I started doing the show 16 years ago, we're letting everything sink. 
you know, Brian, who's with me right now, Brian Meyer, he's letting his uh, spinnerbait sink at least four seconds, get in near the bottom, and that's where he's grinding out these big fish. So it's been a win-win situation. We just need to get more action again. Yeah. I saw on Facebook uh, you actually had some pretty good luck this past week with Pike, too. Yeah. Yes, we did. It's been it's been fun. It's been exciting. I think uh, we had a two-and-a-half-week period, Brian, where we had, I think, 18 or 20 northerns over 15 pounds. That has been fun. Uh, we had one. Uh, we had one day. I had uh, two brothers. We had six pike over fi- um, six pike caught. Five were over fifteen pounds. So that was exciting too. But things are finally starting to go. The smallmouth bass. Seeing people from all over the country here on Malax Lake smallmouth bass fishing. Talked to a few of them today, and they're having fun. They're enjoying themselves. The uh, fish are coming back into the shallower water. A lot of twelve to sixteen foot range, Brian, for the smallmouth bass. So they've been doing real well with those. It's been the uh, same thing, like a Ned Jig, Ned Worm outfit has been doing the best for a lot of the people here. It's just easy to do, cast out, let it sit, and let the fish take it, set the hook, and you're on. Uh, it's kind of that same thing uh, with, with crappies, too. I mean, that can be fun fishing in the fall. And uh, I know I ask you this every week, are, are, are we close with the crappies, or are they going already? I think we're real close. It's going to happen here. With I, I give it within the next week and a half, two weeks at the most. But I'm thinking, like you just said, within a week here, we're going to see things going. Because right now, up up north of us a little bit, the crappie bite's been starting. The panfish, the uh, bluegills have been going for the last week or two. So the crappies aren't too far behind them, which is going to happen pretty quick here. So that's another, excuse me, exciting option on the big pond. The problem is it's hard for me to chase them when we get the big pike and the muskies going also. So, yeah, you know, come on up. Have a great time. It's got everything here. Uh, and I feel stupid asking this question because I, I wasn't paying attention. Um, are walleyes closed out there right now? Uh, no, no. In fact, I uh, two hours ago I talked to Tina Chapman, Chapman's Resort in Isle. Tina is in charge of the Malaxite Tourism Committee. And I said, Tina, give me, the, give me the facts, and she did. So plug out to Chapman's Resort, and Tina, thank you. The walleyes are open to catch. The walleyes are not open to keep. So let's, let's rephrase this. You can fish walleyes right now, but you cannot keep any, and there is no talk about keeping any. I've heard a lot of clients talk to me the last week and a half about keeping a walleye. It's coming up. That's why I called Tina. No, it's not. You can fish them. you got to release them. What about in the wintertime? Well, we're hoping the wintertime things are going to go back to the last four years of what is called normal, where you can keep one. But uh, you know what? It's fun. I've never seen so many fish houses like I did last year. Everybody has the same attitude. I think Braided Outdoors has really taught people a lot of things. The big one was, why go all the way to Canada to catch the walleye of a lifetime just to take a picture and release it when you can do it right here in Minnesota for one-fourth the price and more fun than traveling all over the country. Right. No kidding. Well, I'm glad things are going well for you out there, Steve. I'll let you get back to fishing, and uh, good luck. And uh, we'll take it easy, and we'll talk to you next week, buddy. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. To Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League joins us once again. And Ray's actually fishing out on, are you out on Leech, Ray? I'm actually on Leech Lake today, yep. Okay. I'm, I'm fishing for perch over in Walker Bay, and um, 
you know, it's it's a little spotty right now. It's just it's been a, a bizarre fall because it's been so gorgeous. We've had such great days this week, really nice. And then the storms came through and kind of turned things around a little bit. But uh, I, I'm going to start a little bit or tell you a story on uh, Winnie that you might you're going to find hard to believe, but it's it's a true story. My son-in-law had two of his buddies call. They were out uh, one day on uh, Winnie this week, and we've talked about that great hatch of 2018 and even the greater hatch of 2019. Well, these two guys were out on the water, and they were fishing on the west side over by Three Rivers. Um, actually, it was over on Ravens Point, if people want to know where the spot was, and not that they'll be there now. But anyway... Um, they were fishing with one-eighth-ounce jigs and fatheads, and they caught 150 walleyes in the afternoon. And they were um, all between 14 and 17 inches. They never caught one over 17, and they never caught one over 14, and they were in seven feet of water, and it was just phenomenal. And uh, I talked with Kim uh, Leonhardt just a, a little bit ago, and uh, it's just the way it's been. There's uh, quite a few boats up there. Uh, and I think right now, if you really want to go for walleyes, you should be heading to Winnie. Now, this coming week is looking a little bit more iffy for the weather. Uh, we have water temperatures yet this week, 64, 65 degrees on Leech Lake, right uh, where I'm at right now, which is pretty darn warm for this time of the year. And, and um the walleye bite on Winnie, anyway, has been phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. <clears throat> and the uh, perch bite is it's okay. It's not, uh, you know, taken off yet. And I think probably that will get better as the water temperatures start to drop down also. Um, not much for reports on northern pike or muskies or crappies up there either. It's just kind of that most of the people have heard that the uh, walleye bite has been so good that that's what they've been doing. And then uh, just to jump down and talk a little bit about Leech Lake, um, the word is out. In this, uh, this weekend, we have a pretty good-sized bass tournament on the lake. And so if you're going to fish uh, today, Saturday, or if you're going to fish tomorrow, Sunday, you might want to get out there a little early before the, the bass tournament guys get on the water. But the um, water temperature is dro going to drop, and the wind's going to switch, and this temperature is going to cool things down, and then that should heat things up. The walleye bite on Leech Lake has been really tough this past week. Uh, in fact, I talked with one of the guides this morning, uh, one of the really good guides, I think, on this lake, and he only caught three yesterday with, with three people. So that's a, it was a tough bite. Uh, the perch bite is um, not what it should be for this time of the year, and I think it's because the water temperatures are still just so warm. There's perch all over. I'm fishing in the Walker Bay area right now. And uh, this is my third day on the lake, and uh, we've been seeing, I would say, anywhere from 25 to 40, 45 boats every day out here. And we're, they're fishing in the Narrows, if people know where the Narrows are, coming out of Walker Bay, heading out towards the uh, Sucker Bay area. Uh, they've been fishing up in Steamboat Bay, uh, north of uh, where I'm at right now. I'm sitting right in the middle of Walker Bay off Cedar Point. And if you go north of here... Um, that's a number of boats. And then there's just a lot of boats that are coming in. Uh, you see Wisconsin license plates. You see St. Cloud license plates. Uh, you know, people love the fish perch here. But the uh, the average size so far uh, has not been real big. Uh, I have caught nothing bigger than 11 inches, which is a, still a very nice perch. 
uh, and we're just fishing with both live bait, uh, one-eighth ounce jigs in five to seven to eight, sometimes nine to ten feet of water. They're scattered all around. And then we also are catching them on plastics. Um, Northland Slurpees are a really good bait. Um, we've picked up a few walleyes, picked up a few northern pike, picked up a monster rock bass, a really big rock bass, and uh, it's just been it's just been a great fall. You know, last year we had a really cold fall early. This year September has been really kind to us, but it's also made some kinds of fishing a little bit tougher to go. And the musky bite is a little bit slow on leech, uh, not like what sounds like Steve's doing over in Lax. <clears throat> and the musky. Uh, Bite will get better here, I think, too, as the water cools down a little bit. Um, like I said, the walleye bite's been slow. Northern pike, uh, they're doing okay. Not, I don't think anybody's killing northern pike, but they're picking up the occasional northern pike. And uh, next week, it'll be interesting to see when we get all of that cold weather, what it's going to be doing to the walleye bite on the leech. Um, personally, I'm, I've got to say I'm going up to Winnie next week and start seeing if I can get into some of those 14, 16, 17-inch fish because... It just doesn't get any better than that. So just in a nutshell, uh, get out there and fish, because who knows how much longer we're going to have nice weather. And uh, this week we've had, this past week has just been a week of heaven, uh, beautiful weather. Yeah, that's for sure, Ray. And uh, one quick question. You said your son-in-law's buddies out there were catching all those between 14 and 17-inch fish. You might have said this, and I might have missed it, but what were they using and how deep were they? They were in seven feet of water, and they were using one-eighth ounce jigs, and they were using fathead minnows. Okay. And it's, uh, that's a day to, to never forget. Oh, yeah. 150 <laughs> walleyes, that is a day not to forget. Pretty soon you can get kind of bored catching them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that ever happens. <laughs> that's Ray Gildow at the Nisswa Guides League. You can check him out at raygildow.com and uh, all over social media as well. I'll let you get back to fishing, Ray. Uh Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. think I may have to take a trip up to Winnie. We've got more of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And a little news here from the DNR here locally. The uh, DNR encourages people in the Crow Wing County area to attend a virtual town hall meeting from noon to 1 on Wednesday, October 7th to share their thoughts on proposed special fishing regulations for sunfish, crappie, and lake trout. With the proposed changes, the DNR aims to protect and improve bluegill and crappie sizes by lowering bag limits on Borden, East Twin, Edward, Gladstone, North Long, Perch, Upper Mission, and Whitefish Lakes, and the stretch of the Mississippi River from upstream of the Brainerd Dam to Highway 6. Additionally, three mine pit lakes in Cuyuna Country State Recreational Area, Yaki, Sagamore, and Pennington, have the potential to support naturally reproducing lake trout populations and a minimum length limit is proposed to help achieve that goal. If adopted, the regulations will become effective next year. The October 7th virtual town hall is one of five town halls the DNR are holding across the state on the Bluegill Initiative. Participants are encouraged to attend these virtual meetings and use the online comment option as an alternative to in-person meetings. Information on how to attend the virtual town hall is available online at mndnr.gov sunfish. 
Consistent with state law, the DNR will also host an in-person open house in Crowing County on Tuesday, October 13th from 4 to 6 at the Northland Arboretum here in Brainerd. Meetings will be conducted in town hall style and will be limited to 10 participants indoors at any one time. The location has indoor and outdoor patio space available. There will be no presentation, but the DNR staff will be available to answer questions and take comments. Those unable to participate in the virtual meeting or in the in-person meeting can utilize an online presentation and comment opportunity that was launched for the Bluegill Initiative in May. Thus far, the DNR have received 2,500 comments through the online survey. Comments will be accepted through October 25th. So if you want to check out more on this, uh, once again, mndnr.gov slash sunfish. That's going to wrap up this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5. You can also stream the show live at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com and Today'sBestCountry.com. And we're all over the podcast network, so wherever you download your podcasts, search Brainerd Outdoors. We'd appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating. That would be awesome. And uh, we'll see you next weekend. For another edition of Brainerd Outdoors, I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Live Axe Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.